everybody. This is The Simpsons Show. I'm Robbie with my co-host Matt, and we are here to talk about The Simpsons from the beginning. Matt, how are you? I am fantastic, although I will not take this blatant Epcot bashing. Everyone knows Epcot is the best park. We'll talk. I'm sure we'll talk a lot about Epcot, Matt. It's okay. You can, oh, we you will. Can air all, you can air all your grievances about how The Simpsons have mistreated poor, poor Epcot. That's right. Hi guys, we are brought to you by supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash the Simpsons Show uh, for only dollars a month to gain access to all of our bonus content. Uh, we appreciate everyone who supports us. A bunch of bonus contests on bonus podcasts on there. We uh really appreciate everyone who uh keeps the lights on, so to speak. This week's episode is special Edna. Who what is this? AKA Love and Marking. What is th- what is this? I don't know. That's what the episode is called on TVDB. That's very strange. This episode EABFO2 originally aired January 5th, 2003. We're in the far flung future of 2003, Matt. Whoa, we're practically in the 21st century. I know. Uh, it's written by Dennis Snee, directed by Bob Anderson. Uh, originally received a Nielsen rating of 8.5 with approximately 9 million households that night. The episode finished 18th in the ratings. 18th? That's pretty high. Yeah. Uh, only the second highest rated broadcast on Fox of the week, following an NFC post-game show. <laughs> well, nothing beats sports. I mean, it's true. Nothing does, especially now. Uh, the couch gag. The family are depicted as frozen food and are cooked in a deep fryer. They're like little, They're like little Simpsons chicken nuggets. Yay, chicken nuggets. Now I'm hungry. Thanks, Robbie. I am also hungry. I'm going to be eating dinner as shortly, as soon as we are done. So chicken nuggets actually sound really good right now. This episode mm-hmm. guest stars Little Richard as himself in a role that could be anyone. It doesn't need to be Little Richard. Could be. Could be anybody. Could literally be. I mean, I guess the ring thing is a little bit closer to Little Richard, but still, I don't. Anyone could have rings. We'll talk about Little Richard, I guess. He, he's he's fine. It's not. I have nothing against Little Richard. He's an incredibly important musical figure in the history of rock and roll, but his Simpsons appearance is a little forgettable mm-hmm. it's unfortunate um the episode begins with a, 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 the classroom bart's class miss garoppel as you can tell by the, this this episode title it's it's sort of a an episode unfortunately it also has the rest of the simpsons family also front and center which i think is the it's a, a problem with it oh it definitely is it feels like me and matt have both have groused about this through through our new episode reviews on the patreon it feels very much like ever since a, a thing that is a, a, a something that's not mentioned i think in a lot of uh the the postmortems of this of the after the simpsons golden age is that they are afraid to have episodes that the simpson family are not very much involved in or even like they seem to uh want to include all of the family in episodes like this one that doesn't seem to need it right you can have, you know, just episodes that are about the supporting cast and don't have the Simpsons in them or have them in very little, not have them go with like, we'll talk about it. So we're 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 just getting like we get it's like there's a lot of I think it's, it's kind of a good and a bad about this episode is there's a lot of kind of goofing off, you might say, with Bart, especially uh, where. They're not really advancing the plot necessarily. It's more just like spending time with Bart, doing Bart's mischievous things with the kids as well. 
especially in this first act. Mm-hmm. It's a little it's I, I it's pleasant, but it also does not do anything for the plot, which could use some extra time at times. But we basically get the kids doing stuff. Mr. Bopples, they're trying to teach. Um, she's talking about. But Martin, as Mr. Bopples teaching, Martin gives her some suggestions of, about their next their next assignment. Now, the topic for your research paper will be World War One. Was that the war with Hitler or Merlin? Oh, you idiot. Merlin was in Vietnam. Instead of writing a report, can I do a dance? <laughs> Sorry. May I type my report? It'll be easier on teacher's eyes. Yes, in fact, why doesn't everyone type their paper? Great idea, Martin. Couldn't the paper be ten pages minimum? Well, I was going to say five, but okay. Thanks again, Martin. Martin. He's gone now, but you gotta admire his spirit. <laughs> do you, though? Do you? I do. I like that little bit. Um, we jump over to Edna showing up in Principal Skinner's office uh, for their date. They're gonna go to an apple orchard and pick some apples. Unfortunately, Skinner has to cancel. All right, Seymour. I'm ready for our romantic apple-picking trip. Yes. Uh, about that, Mother's neck waddle got caught in a zipper. I've uh, got a long night of boo-boo kissing ahead of me, but don't worry, I got you these store-bought apples instead. The apples weren't the point. <laughs> then why were we going apple-picking? Yes, indeed. What is the point? Is... I... I know Skinner is awkward, but I think he's smart enough to understand what a date is yeah i think that's one of the ways this episode kind of falls down is it really feels like they take skinner's um obliviousness to an extreme degree yeah they they push it a little too far i think at, at times uh and downright make him an idiot like a jerk at the end and it i think that's my biggest problem with the episode largely but i i just like it, it at a certain point Obviously, you're not going to the apple orchard just to get apples. You can just... Okay. So, now we get... This first act is really long, and it's mostly about Bart procrastinating. Yes, it is. It's basically just Bart saying all the weird ways that he could not do his homework. Which is, I I, like, again, it's not that it's bad. I, I think it's like a fun series of scenes, but... It has nothing to do with Edna and Skinner. Literally nothing. Nope, not at all. It really has only the, the littlest bit to do with the plot. Right. So, and I don't have any close term because it's mostly just like Bart. Bart starts a report and then stops to watch wrestling, then stops to do a prank, and then gets distracted by algebra, goes on a helicopter ride with Millhouse. Then finally, the, very, the morning that it's due, gets all his information from Abe. Who Abe has a fl- eight? Okay, and also Matt Abe was a baby in World War One and enlisted. Apparently, uh, yes, as a baby, of course. How do you feel about that? Uh, it's one of the dumber jokes in the uh, episode. <laughs> it is indeed. I don't really. It's fine, I guess. It just feels very wacky, out for no real reason, and also sets Grandpa at being ridiculously old. 
okay, way too old to make this. Like, I get that it was a joke to say that, oh, you know, he was in World War II, so therefore in World War One he would have to be a child unless he was, like, ridiculously old, but it still makes him ridiculously old. Right. So he, Grandpa was born in, like, 1911 or something, which we we never, you know, they, they, they don't care. They don't care. They just, yeah, hey, Grandpa's really old. Get it? Because he's old. So... Bart turns in the paper, gets a bad grade, has to go stay after and do the report again with Edna, which is frankly, like, pretty forgiving of Edna and actually is a way. Yeah, normally she would just give him a bad uh, grade and move on. It it does. It demonstrates that she actually, you know, that she deserves this teacher award, at least. So I'll give him credit for that. I don't. And at this point, Bart and Edna have stayed after class. Bart has has redone the report correctly this time. Skinner shows up and abandons Edna once again. Oh, I must have the wrong classroom. I was looking for my girlfriend, not Pam Dauber. (laughs) (laughs) Are you ready for a little after-school special? Eyes front, Simpson. Hello, Mother. I'll be right there. Now she wants to get out of the tub. You've got to stop putting your mother ahead of me. We have a date. I'll be back in three hours. Maybe less. But almost certainly more. (laughs) He's a wiener, Mrs. K. Just say the word, and his desk is full of boogers. (laughs) That's sweet of you. But if I lost Seymour, who else is there? Even miracles Where you from? You sexy thing, sexy thing, you Okay, there's a lot of low cards in that hand. But since we're both free, why don't you and me hit the town? A pity date from a 10-year-old? I'll take it. Uh, yes, Bart. There, we don't obviously see it, but Bart has a brief, brief, uh, we br- brief montage of all the bachelors in Springfield, which... Not, like I said, a lot of low, uh, low cards in that hand. Yeah, no, a poo getting married really took... The last good one. The, off. the last good one out of there. There's really no one else. And so Bart and Miss Krabappel, they go out and see uh, a science documentary about holes in the ground and the enemy of holes, piles. If you're waiting for a response, nope, nope, nope. What do you mean, no, Matt? What? Why? I I just don't think it's a very good joke. Yeah, it's not. It's fine. You know, I think a lot a lot of this episode comes down to it's fine. You know, it's not the most exciting of opinions, but it's like it's not terrible. He goes, eh, that's OK. You know, you're like, OK, that's something. It's not most of it's not embarrassing, at least. There's that. That's true. It's not so bad. Like, it's not cringeworthy. It's just not like laugh out loud. funny. No, it's just kind of like, oh, OK, that's cute. And like, a lot of that. You're like, OK, um, but Bart now is hanging out with Miss Krabappel. Lisa's confused. The family's confused. They suggest to Bart that maybe we should nominate Edna for a Teacher of the Year award and to make her feel better. Uh, we Then we jump to the committee, I guess, where they decide the nominees. It is so hard to choose nominees from all these qualified candidates. This is the most difficult one-day-a-year job in the world. Put in the next tape. I use humor to reach my students. Uh. Dead Poet Society has destroyed a generation of educators. 
And so President Kennedy says to Khrushchev, Well enough, John, reach for it, pilgrim. And the missiles are like, Oh, praise Jesus! Can I hear an amen? Hey, Macarena! <laughs> Next! I'd like to nominate my teacher, Mrs. Krabappel. She may not be glamorous or entertaining. She's just a real teacher who comes in every day, no matter what. And she never gave up on me, Bart Simpson. <gasps> the Bart Simpson? I thought he was just an urban legend. If she's danced with the devil in the blue shorts and lived, we have ourselves a nominee. Mm -hmm. Oh, Lord, it's only Wednesday. I hope one of those little hoods puts a tack on my chair. Just so I can feel something. <laughs> What's going on? Edna Kerbobble, you've been nominated for Teacher of the Year. Oh my God! <laughs> You're crying! Nelson Monks, you've been nominated for Bully of the Year. Thank you so much! Oh. Wedgie! So, Matt. Yes, Robbie. We have Edna being nominated for Teacher of the Year because of uh, her, apparently, connections to Bart Simpson, who is a mythical figure, apparently. That all teachers apparently know. He's legendary <laughs> among all teachers in the entire world, at least in the U.S., I suppose. Uh, which is a bit I don't mind. And uh, we finally get to uh, the end of the first act uh, in nine minutes and five seconds in. We go to commercial. And when we come back, uh, there's a press conference uh, to announce essentially what is uh, going on. And uh, we get our first inklings of Skinner uh, not being as happy about this as he should be. Hold on just a second. Sorry. It selected the wrong audio device. All right. Here we go. How does it feel to be nominated for Teacher of the Year? <laughs> I can't believe it. This. After I accidentally showed the R-rated Romeo and Juliet, I thought that nipple would haunt me forever. Oh, oh, reporter Cletus, outhouse times picayune. Is there any persons, critters, or spells to which you attribute this accolade? There's one person I'd like to thank for this. <laughs> We've had our ups and downs, but I can't imagine life without him. Bart Simpson. I can't express how I feel in words, so I drew this picture. These stink lines stand for dedication, caring, and for letting me drink coffee in class. Way to go, Edna. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh, follow-up query, Mrs. Kate. If you win this here learning derby, will you forget your kith and kin and leave us all forever? Leave us forever? I'd better pee on this fire. As principal, I'd just like to say a few words about what this wonderful woman means to this school. And to me, Webster's Dictionary defines Mrs. Krabappel as... Excuse me, I have an emergency page from Mother. This press conference is over. So, yes, as we can see there, once again, uh, Skinner tries to make everything about him, uh, which is somewhat unlike Skinner, but also kind of like Skinner, depending on like the episode you're talking about. Uh, and then basically screws it all up by canceling everything prematurely before Edna has even gotten a chance to speak about how she really feels. Yeah, Skinner is a jerk in this episode. Uh, we've talked about jerk homer, now we're at jerk Skinner. Apparently someone has to be a jerk for these episodes to work. I, I, I mean, it's okay for him to be a jerk if the episode doesn't end the way it does, frankly. 
that is true. I, I think uh, I think it's really it's not necessarily that this stuff is him being a jerk because you need conflict, you need drama, you need characters doing things that they shouldn't do, but are that feel I I there's nothing I I think him canceling his dates feels a little weird to me, but all this stuff about him like being weirdly like possessive of Edna and worrying about her leaving, not just him but also her job. That is the stuff that actually make, makes more sense to me, frankly, and like is I think is a good way to like get into Skinner's flaws as a person and him, you know, acting irrationally because he doesn't want to lose Edna. It, it well, it's just that. So this stuff is, I think, is okay if you change the ending. But we'll get to the ending. Well, yeah, because Skinner has to learn why he was wrong to do what he does and what he can do, and he just doesn't. So. We'll get there, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, at this point, uh, we find out that the uh, awards for the Teacher of the Year are going to be at the best Disney park, Epcot, uh, despite what uh, the Simpson family will tell you. Uh, Epcot is the best because it has the best food and drinks by far. The hell with you and your rides. Uh, so the family flies down, uh, and as they fly over it, uh, they even talk about how terrible it can, is. Can I, uh, ask, can I ask, Matt? Uh-huh. You didn't mention, why are the family going to Epcot? Because that's where the teacher awards are. But they're not teachers. Oh, that's a good question. We have no idea why they're going. I think, okay, sorry. It is because Bart was the one who nominated her, so the family gets to go down with him. That makes no sense. I mean, I I guess they want the people who nominated them to talk about them on stage, which they do. So it makes a modicum of sense. That is the least of my nitpicks about this episode. I just, I want... Edna and Skinner stuff in this episode, not the Simpsons. And this is the, the egregious stuff to me. Like, I don't the, none of these, these you know, they make jokes about Epcot. That's fine. I I also like Epcot a lot. When I lived in Florida, it was my favorite uh, Disney park. Like Matt said, it does have the best food and drinks. Uh, and until recently, you had the, 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 the Norway ride where you got to see the troll and go down backwards, which now is a frozen ride. So boo that. No, near as good. No, boo Frozen Ride. I want my my terrible troll ride back. Thank you Vikings very with Vikings oil rigs. <laughs> yeah, I want that. It it was terrible, and I like it. Um, but we stand for terrible things on this podcast. Yes, also, I mean, also they. You're probably going to talk about the bad Epcot rides next. I think you have a clip for oh, it. Oh, but... indeed, I am. Okay, uh, because uh, go ahead. One of the things the Simpsons rightly lampoons is sponsored rides, which thankfully. I have gone way far away uh, compared to what they used to be. Uh, as much as Captain EO was a part of all of our childhoods, uh, that was that was not a great uh, ride. It, it was just a 3D Michael Jackson music video uh, for like 20 minutes. Uh, there was also a whole bunch of stuff that was sponsored by car companies. Uh, there is still, uh, I believe it's uh, Test Track, uh, which is sponsored by the car companies, uh, but they have made several changes that recently kind of downplay the fact that it's there. And uh, the Simpsons go through some rides that uh, are are really taken to the extreme of sponsorship. Ooh, the future sphere. It's what people in 1965 imagined what life would be like in 1987. Eastern Airlines presents The World of Tomorrow. Don't walk, fly in your personal Eastern Airlines air buggy. And say goodbye to the Cola Wars, the victor, Eastern Airlines Cola. And we're not stopping there, because at Eastern Airlines, world conquest is part of our master plan. 
Now enjoy the soothing music of the turtles. It's nice and cool in here, don't you think? Welcome to the electric car of the future, sponsored by the gasoline producers of America. talk about parts of this episode that have not aged well uh i, I kind of like the eastern airlines bit that's that's pretty funny uh especially marge's response it's kind of cool in here don't you think which is the reason you go to a lot of rides at epcot because uh with the exception of soren and test track there, there aren't a lot of great rides at epcot uh but the electric car one whoo man that is that is rough to listen to i like the carousel of progress it's oh, a the great... one in Magic Kingdom that's, that hasn't changed since, like, 1984? I think this is largely, this is what, I, it feels like this is closer to, I feel like this, that is what this, that that is, this this joke is aiming at, which was because it was sponsored by General Electric for a very long time, mm-hmm. and it, I don't know, I do like the Carousel of Progress, though. Because um, well, it's still hilarious, and the air conditioning is quite good. Yeah, the air conditioning is nice, which, yeah, this, again, yes, if you're a theme park in the summertime in Florida, or in L.A., California, Anaheim, whatever, you want to be inside in the air conditioning. <laughs> it's going to be very, very hot. Um, I, I, this is fine. I don't know why it's in this episode. Yeah, it seems like they need, they had a lot of time to fill in this episode, hence the Bart putting off his homework so much rather than just getting a bad grade like he usually does and, and these bad jokes about rides and, and stuff because uh, we're going to get to even more weird jokes that are just make no sense uh coming up uh because next uh we get to see that skinner is now super worried uh finally has kicked over in his mind oh no i have been being a jerk let me go uh you know catch up to edna and he decides to drive uh to epcot from wherever the simpsons are at uh which seems like a bad idea luckily willie has a hot rod like it's basically a little bandit snake's car uh and then and then for some reason, there's an ad for Tecron gas in in the hot rod in a weird video monitor. I don't Robbie, please explain this to me. I mean, it's just Willie saying he needs Tecron gas. I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I think it's large. I think there probably was some moment, a moment in the zeitgeist when they, someone, one of the writers wrote this episode or they probably knew someone. This is my guess, Matt. I don't think this is like paid for by Tecron or Chevron or whatever. I feel like this was some writer knew someone who only used Tecron gas because they bought into the weird advertising that That's Tecron true, yeah. like, oh, you have to use Tecron gas or your engine will explode. And you're like, it's all the same. There's not your your gas is not different than other gas. Don't te- don't don't try and sell me that. Uh, I'm guessing that's why this is here. No other reason. It doesn't make sense. <laughs> anymore it does not um so uh then we get uh more bad rides uh at epcot uh, in something involving goo that bart and homer go to uh followed up by the simpsons making their own fireworks which i actually thought this was probably one of the best jokes in the episode because they're homer and marge are watching fireworks and homer says hey let's make some fireworks of our own and there's an obvious innuendo but then you see homer actually packing down gunpowder in a firework and and marge saying "Ooh, i get to tamp the powder 
that is a quality joke, I feel like. I could be wrong, but I'm not. So, there you go. Matt, you're wrong. Okay, fair enough. Uh, Robbie, it's a little okay for you to be wrong. That's because you disagree with me. It's okay. You'll, you'll move on with your life at some point. Uh, but next, Skinner shows up, uh, and he, he, well, you'll see. Oh, I wish I had someone to share this with. Edna Krabappel, please report to the principal's arms. Oh, you came. <laughs> I took a personal day. Seymour, bring me some ice. My fanny is baboon red after that car ride. Ow, mother, we were sharing an open-mouthed kiss. You brought your mother? <laughs> well, technically, since she's paying for the room, she brought me. I am tired of sharing you with your mother. This woman carried me for nine and a half months. I was out for two weeks, then went back in. How does that make... You know what? I don't want to know how that makes any sense. We're just going to skip right past the idiocy of that last statement. I think it's fine. Of all the problem, all the weird bad jokes in this, man, this is, it doesn't make any sense now, but it's all, I mean, it, it, no. it, 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 it fits with Skinner's relationship with his mother. I, I suppose. Which they've done anyway. many over the years, including the, you know, all the psycho homages. They're, you know, it's fine. So, yes, uh, we also get further jokes of, about sponsored rides. Uh, and thankfully, th that is the end of most of those because we go to a commercial and we get to the part where you know, actual plot happens. <sighs> I hesitate. I mean, I guess things do happen. Yeah, there's a lot of more. There's a lot of Epcot stuff. I'm trying to remember. What's the... Oh, the... Okay. So, 15 minutes in. We come back from commercial. Act 3 begins. Short, you know, only six minutes in the, in the third act. Strange. Maybe cut away four minutes apart procrastinating doing a paper. You could actually have time. Sponsored ride. You could have some time for character development, maybe. So Skinner, we find out Skinner has been kicked out of his hotel room by Edna, which doesn't make sense because he, who, his mother is sleeping somewhere. Edna has a room, right? Yes, but apparently he has made her so mad that he is no longer uh, allowed in there, and of course he's not going to question his mother when she kicks him out for some made-up reason. Yeah, why wouldn't his mother say? Wouldn't his mother? Wouldn't Agnes want him close? She is that. No, I don't think she likes him that much. I think that's one of the things we've proven is that he, she demands that he be there, but only when she wants him. So if she decides that, hey, I don't want you around tonight, get out, he's going to wander off. But regardless, we see him wake up in like an Epcot bed. He's been wandering the park all night. Um, we learn that the winner of the award gets enough money to never have to teach again. Uh, so, and again, this, uh, this third act, Matt, it's again. It happens again. It just all falls apart because are to never have to teach again. So meaning enough money to retire on in her Edna is in her mid forties, supposedly early to mid forties. So what millions of dollars, a teaching award, millions of dollars, enough money to live off for 50 years, 40 years. I mean, that's, that's a heck of an award. Almost like it's not reasonable and it stretches credulity. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of things in his third act do. So, Skinner decides, after hearing this, he needs to do something. He can't have Edna win because she will retire, she will quit her job, and therefore he'll lose connection to her. Almost like, you know, in a relationship, you have to have, you know, actual... 
effort and you know work at staying close to someone instead of just being lazy and relying on the fact you work together. But Skinner doesn't learn any of that, does he? No, he does not. He, in fact, does not learn anything in this entire episode. Yeah, so Skinner goes... I I like this little scene, though. I'll give him that. Skinner goes to Bart in in an arcade and conspires with him. Don't look back. Just keep driving. Seymour? Glad you're here. You can help me play Halloween Hit and Run. Ooh, this game is going to get some disapproving clucks. But for now, I need my tongue to talk to you. I don't want to lose Edna, so I need you to sabotage her chances of winning tonight. But I don't want to hurt Mrs. K. All right, Bart. I didn't want to resort to this, but... This drawing was found on the wall of Springfield Elementary late last week. All right. I'm in. I'll humiliate the love of your life. Because I like you, I'll even do it pro bono. It's pro bono. I know what I said. Uh, yep. Yep. He does know exactly what he said. I, I like this little scene. I'll give it that. I like the, you know, Bart in a video game arcade car and and redoing, like, doing the noir detective thing with Skinner talking from the backseat. I like all that. Uh, the Bart agreeing to do it because Skinner presents him a picture calling him a teacher's pet. Yeah. It's a little a little flimsy, and like, again, there's all these little flimsy things, they add up. You know, one or two of them you can look past, but... But after that, it's just like pushing the episode along for no reason. Yeah, you're just like, oh, that people, characters have to have good reasons to do things. Even if the reasons themselves are irrational. You have to, the the character has to believe that they would, you know, we have to believe that the character would do these things. I don't really believe that a winner of a teaching award is going to get millions of dollars. I don't really believe that Bart would literally, he has spent the past 10 minutes in this episode nominating Miss Krabappel, going with her to Orlando because she is nominated for an award, like beat one one picture is enough to stop all that. Eh, a little flimsy. So mm-hmm. Bart and Skinner have decided to sabotage the award ceremony, sabotage, which this is the other thing, Matt, that doesn't make any sense. This is not a beauty pageant. Right. Why are I would assume that a teaching award, you just they already have a winner picked out. Oh yeah, yeah. Like they're not going to make a, a, a judgment at the last second. You're right; it makes no sense whatsoever. But they have like a show where they like have to. They have the teachers answer questions and like parade them around. Like, wouldn't they just like you'd have an award show or like a ceremony or something? Like, and everyone would dress up and get real good food, and then they give out the award to everyone. But it's is this televised? Like, why are they? Why is Little Richard here? Why is like yeah. it doesn't make this is not a beauty pageant. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. So we we get to a moment where they it is they present it like it's a beauty pageant, and Edna is going to be asked a question by Bart, the student nominator, and like Bart obviously pretends that he can't read, and this is like this is obviously ruinous. For Edna's chances of winning the award. However, Skinner, seeing Edna kind of broken by this, spills the beans. 
What? Hurry up, son. I'm sorry. I can't read. Mrs. Krabappel never taught me to read. <gasps> Is this true, Edna? <sighs> oh, God, I've created a Frankenstein. Wait. That boy is lying. He's not illiterate. And he's good around the party, too. I'm sorry, everyone. I perpetrated this charade. <laughs> the boy can read, and Edna Krabappel is the greatest teacher I have ever known. <gasps> if she can teach me to love, then she can teach anything. Aww. Seymour, your feelings are ugly and wrong. Are you going to listen to her? Not on your life, Reverend. From now on, I'm my own man. I have waited to hear that for so long. And it gets better. Edna Krabappel, would you marry me? <gasps> now, I, I must warn you, two months' salary only bought me the ring box. Oh, here, honey. Take one of mine. Woo! Oh, I felt naked there for a minute. <gasps> Seymour, of course I'll marry you. Oh, great. Three in a bed. <sighs> this is... This is the ending. And it, it's bad. Uh, Skinner has... Skinner... I'm gonna... I'm gonna, I'm gonna, dis, I'm gonna expel out exactly what he's done in this episode, Matt. Okay. One, he... We see the first thing he does is cancel a date. Then they're going to Apple Orchard. Cancels a date there. Second thing we see him do: cancel a second date with Edna. Instead, she goes out with Bart. Uh, three. Edna gets nominated for the award, and Skinner deflects all the attention to her to him so that he can make a speech and try and keep her around. He drives to our. He follows her to Orlando, Florida, without her knowledge. Shows up to like try and be romantic instead ruins it because his mother came along with him he then conspires for her to lose a teaching award that would literally give her millions of dollars and the only good thing he does in this entire episode is confesses that he did because he confesses that he's conspired to do it yep the only like good quote-unquote good thing is him owning up to his mistake he doesn't say we don't get any moments of of and uh, and and then proposes the marriage and immediately agrees, even after all the terrible things he's done to her in this one episode. Things that are awful, awful signals for someone. In, if you're about to marry, you shouldn't marry this person. You should it maybe just stay dating for a while and maybe you can iron out your problems if, at, at most. Uh there's no, hey, what about your mom? There's no, hey, what about this crazy behavior you've been doing? It's just, oh, no, immediate happy ending. Yeah, it doesn't like, oh, you have to make amends for what horrible thing that you did. None of it. It's just, oh, immediately they're getting, they're, they're going to get married. They're engaged. I know Edna can, you know, we, there is a lot about Edna's character is, is kind of lonely and wants, uh, uh, wants a relationship. And, but, She's not an idiot, and I, she's a human, and if someone did all that stuff to me, my first reaction isn't going, oh, let's, yeah, let's get married. My first reaction would be like, oh, you're crazy. You're, you're a nutcase, and I, this, this is a very bad sign. We should never get married. <laughs> we should go, if we want to stay a couple, we should probably go to therapy, and we need to work out with your problems with your mother. Like, if 
but none of that happens. They just, that that's it. That's it, Matt. That's it. That's all it takes. It, that's not okay. Uh, so Edna doesn't win. Oh, by the way, well, duh, she's not going to win. Yeah. Um, uh, an inner city teacher uh, wins the award, and then we end the episode with Homer breaking into the Magic Kingdom and eating a churro, which does churros were fourteen dollars. Yeah, fourteen dollar churro. I don't think the churros even cost that much now. No, close though. They're getting up there. They're, they're I think they're up to eight or nine dollars. So yeah, they're big churros. To be fair. And they're they're very very good. They're very delicious. Of course, you go to a carnival and get them for like three dollars or something. So, um, it's the ending, Matt. Is all of this is the ending to me? Oh yeah, because otherwise, you know, it's it's an okay episode that meanders a lot, but the ending just makes it bad. Yeah, like if took it if the ending was all it would take is Edna saying no, no, I don't want to get married, and you need to tell your mother that you're not going to be at her back and call anymore. And that needs to, and we have to see that literally in this episode, we have to see Skinner break down, tell his mother that I'm not going to be your servant anymore. I am a grown man. I need to move on with my life and rededicate himself to Edna and their relationship. That is, that is how this episode should end. And then you, and you can still end it. You can still end it with Homer breaking into the magic kingdom or something. That's fine. Uh, but you haven't earned this happy ending. You can't have someone act like a maniac for 20 minutes. And then the last two minutes, they're suddenly have a complete change of heart. And like I said, Matt, like, I don't think that Bart me- meandering with Bart procrastinating, doing his paper or jokes about rides at Epcot are bad. I think they're fun. But at a certain point, you have to choose between these. Like, I, I mean, I would keep the Epcot ride stuff if it was my druthers. Cut all that Bart procrastinating stuff. Put that yeah. time here and let like let them there be some character development. They're so afraid of it. Uh, I think at this point we're in season fourteen. At this point, I think it's okay to make the character choice of Skinner is no longer at the beck and call of his mother. Advance him a little tiny bit. You know, we I obviously the Simpsons don't often change a lot of things about characters. Just make that one change. It makes this episode way better. And it gives the Skinner a new status, gives Skinner and Edna, for that matter, a new status quo to advance with and tell more stories about where they have new problems. It's not just Agnes again, but they don't do that. No. And it takes what it could be an above average to good episode and makes it a below average episode. One that is fine. You know, it's not good. It's not average. It's like a C minus a D plus. It's not as bad as like the worst of the Skelly years. I'll give it that. No, not even close to that. It's just it, it. It's one of those things where it could have been better. We all rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode broken? My heart says no. No, like we said, it's it's close, but it's it could be better, but it's not the worst thing in the world. No, I mean, I I like it is often like we've I've said before a feeling thing. And I don't think it feels it doesn't it's not broken necessarily. It just is the end. The very ending is just inexplicable. And it makes me really confused. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, not broken. My that's my vote. Uh, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. OK, here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group is where we where we where I will look through the no homers.net forum 
when this episode debuted to see what people thought about it. Um, they all the, the people who watched it then, Matt, they disagree with us. I'm sure they do because they had seen the previous few episodes and been like, you know what? That's okay. I uh, they think this episode's great. Forty three percent give this a five out of five. Wow. And thirty maybe, maybe they also really hate Epcot. <laughs> and thirty eight percent give it a four out of five. So that's eighty percent giving this a four or five out of five. Eleven mm-hmm. percent give it a three, six and a half give it a two, and one percent give it a one out of five. So overwhelmingly positive. Right. I don't see how, but I I, I got some reviews right here for you, Matt. We we can we, all right. Let's, yeah, let's hear them out. Yeah. Uh, first, I first four out of five. Very good episode. Like the conversation between Skinner and Willie and the James Bond parody thereafter. Also cracked up when Homer said Michael Jackson just told me to shut up. As well as Bart thinking of Edna's possible suitors. Little Richard was a great guest voice. There was some unnecessary Homer crying. However, the episode's only weakness, in my opinion. Can somebody please tell me what happened between the line "If she's danced with the devil in the bright blue shorts and lived to tell of it"? We have ourselves a nominee, and Edna's nomination speech. My damn tape ran out. Oh, VCRs. 2003 VCRs, really? Okay. They hadn't got a TiVo yet. I guess not. Remember TiVo? I do remember TiVo before everyone immediately records these digitally and then, you know, uploads them to the internet where anyone can see them. My parents, I mean, people still have DVRs. Yeah. My parents have well, it. My, my parents use a DVR. That's true. I have a virtual DVR. Well, yeah, good for you. You, 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 a uh, dinosaur. I need a, I need my wrestling, Matt. Oh, that's right. Wrestling. Yeah, sports is one of those things you just can't seem to make up with. I need need my live wrestling. All right. Mm. uh, Next review. I liked it. It was one of the better Simpsons Simpsons go to someplace episodes. Most importantly, it's actually one of the loves in Springfield that didn't crash and burn. I mean, let's look at the facts. Bart, Lisa, Grandpa, even Skinner bombed in a relationship. And for for once, one of them, other than Homer and Marge, actually worked out. The jokes were there. They had some really good parts like the Disney World wall, the Epcot Center. Though there were parts that just didn't seem to go anywhere, it was still a good episode, so I gave it a four out of five. And this is a, here I got I also pulled one negative one, Matt, to get us a little bit closer to our thoughts. Oh, thank goodness. That has terrible misspellings, but whatever. Uh, with all due respect, but are we third graders here? Because that's the only way I could see people laughing out loud in that episode. It wasn't all bad, but it has been fairly it it has fairly been overrated. I would say that the best things about the episode was realism in the plot, the animation, the fact they focused on a lot of characters. I really hate to bust on The Simpsons, but those jokes were very cheesy. The only funny part was the ending with a song. Maybe I have to rewatch it, but I won't be doing it that till the next time it airs, so I can't give my opinion from a second viewing. I expect... Oh, this spelling. I respect everyone's opinions, but for now, my opinion stands. The episode was just average. Average being a nice boost to it. Good boost to it. Good because the realism, bad because the cheap cheesiness, cheap jokes. Maybe a little harsh on them because the show's improving, but they have dumbed down some jokes far too much. I'll put I'll put do- boogers at his desk for you. Is this what we limit our intelligence to? Two point five out of five. Mm-hmm. That's not my problem with this episode. I put boogers in his desk for you. That's Bart being a ten year old. That's okay. Yeah. I mean, I how do you, I don't know how you source that many boogers. That's a lot of boogers. I mean, there's a lot of kids. Bart Bart has influence in the school. I guess that's fair. He does have a lot of, there's a lot of kids. You can get a lot of boogers from a lot of kids. It would just, who's, but how are you collecting the boogers? Like, how are you moving the boogers? Are you just bringing the kids over literally to Skinner's desk one at a time? So many questions. That's because it would dry out otherwise. It's going to be a mystery of our time. Speaking of mysteries, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for the listener question of the week. 
Let's try one more number. <gasps> Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your idea for a Simpsons mystery? See what I did there, Matt? I do. Mm. First from Patrick. My idea for a Simpsons mystery story would be in the veins of the Agatha, Agatha Christie stories and the Family Guy episode, and then there were fewer when the Simpsons and other characters attend a dinner party. This leads to the murder of the owner of the party, and says Chief Wiggum is an idiot, we get a female detective who was also at the party. Well, since this is a Simpsons mystery, the whole family decides to solve the case as Homer gets help from iconic TV detectives from the 70s and 80s uh, from his head after eating some bad food. Homer would solve the case as the killer is, re- is revealed to be a series of twist endings via the Clue movie. Uh, the idea is to pay homage to the classic detectives from television movies and mystery novels like Nancy Drew. Picked Homer to solve the case, so we've seen Bart and Lisa doing this many times, and Homer, with the help of the television detectives, would make a great mystery episode. Uh, next from Andrew, friend of the show. Uh, Bart and Lisa are listening to their favorite Itchy and Scratchy podcast when they learn some shocking news. The show is going on hiatus after the writers received some scary threats in the mail and the studio halted production due to safety concerns. Our favorite brother-sister detective team then spring into action to save their favorite cartoon. They investigate possible suspects like Sideshow Bob, who might have wanted to hurt the Krusty show. Roger Myers Jr., who might have wanted to spite the media conglomerate that has bought that has just bought his studio. And even Marge, who might still be crusading against cartoon violence. But in the end... They realized that the podcasters themselves seem to know details from the letters that no one else could, and it must be them. And Bart and Lisa confront these two handsome and insightful fans. I wonder who Andrew's talking about, Matt. <laughs> the pair confess and explain that they didn't mean to cause any harm. They're just hoping that a break might remind the writers how lucky they are to have these jobs and possibly scare them out of their creative complacency. Show restarts production and the podcasters go to jail, but against all odds, their plan works perfectly. Final scene of the episode sees the duo happily laughing their heads off at a creative, revitalized, itchy and scratchy episode from the comfort of their prison cots. I'm gonna make this very clear, Matt. I don't want. I would mm-hmm. not trade a prison stint for better Simpsons episodes. I definitely would not either. I, I, I mean, honestly, they could just end the show, and that would be enough. <laughs> uh, next from Brian, his great mystery: Who shot Grandpa's hat? <laughs> uh, uh, from Sean, Cecil, Cecil Terwilliger dies. All signs point to Krusty. Sideshow Bob must work to clear Krusty's name. In the end, it was Mr. Teeny that killed Cecil. I like that. That's a good idea. Bob, Bob working for to help Krusty. That's that's a good. Uh-huh. Uh, from Zach, Marge annoyed at first starts sarcastically replying to scam emails instead of just deleting them. She starts to find a little amusement in this, trying to come up with more creative ways to play with the scammers. That is until she relieves one that, by all means, should be a scam, but seems to have details that only her father's family would know. Her cousin, with whom she is out of touch, is in trouble and needs Marge's help. Marge starts responding to this one sarcastically at first, but then more and more earnestly until she convinced it's real. Homer, Bart, and Lisa become concerned and suspicious and follow their own line of inquiry, finally discovering the culprit of the scam. They stop Marge just in time to prevent her e-transferring several hundred dollars. The episode wraps up with everyone reflecting. On the good that came out of this, they all ended up spending some time learning more about Marge's family history. Yeah, we really don't – we need more Marge family stuff. Like, we – Marge, Marge has the interesting family, really. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's not fair because Homer's mom was like an eco-terrorist. That's pretty interesting. That's true. But we, we, we told her story and she's dead now. So <laughs> it doesn't stop them from bringing her back like once a season, Glenn, yeah. giving Glenn close, you know, a couple – nice paycheck to do like three lines of dialogue uh next up employee a million out of benjamin his mystery who put that mud in the freezer (laughs) (laughs) 
Uh, James at James underscore Warwick. I'd like to see a story centering on Marge, starting with her washing the family's clothes and realizing there is a missing sock, thus beginning a series of increasingly crazier incidents and ends with Homer walking in wearing the missing sock the whole time. That's I like that. That's a nice and simple and kind of sweet. Uh, finally, from Daniel uh, Miller, 7979. Uh, the bumpkin patch. How Dabius Spuckler got his eye patch. That's a good. I didn't know I wanted that, uh, but now I do. That's good. I like it. The bumpkin patch. That's really good. Uh, what's your answer, Matt? So uh, I've I've thought about this for a little while, and I think uh, mine is going to be a mystery in the vein of the fugitive, uh, where somehow Springfield Elementary is destroyed. Uh, you know, it could be really anyway. Uh, and Bart is the obvious culprit because no one wants to own up to it. So Bart has to go on the run. Uh, Lisa basically runs interference for him the whole time while also trying to figure out. Uh, and it turns out that it was a collection of teachers who just wanted uh, sweet buyout money uh, that they didn't want to have to teach anymore. Uh, and uh, obviously, uh, Miss Hoover gets away, and uh, as does uh, Ned Flanders. But the rest of the teachers are taken down, and we never see them again. That's pretty good. That's pretty good, Matt. Mine is – And I was real quick. I just want to say, obviously, Herman is involved in some way. Of course, obviously. I mean, how else are you going to source explosives in Springfield? Also, the one-armed man. There you go. Mine is, I think, I don't have all the details ironed out, obviously, but I, I have the broad, broad strokes of the episode. We we open the episode on a funeral, and we discover that it's Bart's funeral. Ooh, and the whole family is there. Well, every the whole town's there, basically. Everyone knows the Simpsons, uh, and, and like they're basically the entire supporting cast is present. Um, they even bring in Sideshow Bob, like in like a the Hannibal Lecter kind of get up. You know, they have him on like a little wheelie do. What do you call those? Why can't I think of a name of it, Matt? Uh, dollies or hand uh, trucks? Yeah, dolly. Uh, they have him like on a dolly, so everyone's there. Everyone's sad, and then as uh, the 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 family, we start getting people go, giving up and talking. Lisa finally, I think, ends the first act with Lisa. Uh, saying, "Oh, this was a murder, and we're someone here is the person who did it." And then you know the whole second act is her going over the the culprits. I'm guessing, and then the 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 end of the second act reveal is Bart popping up, revealing that he is alive. And then as we come back in the third act, they catch they catch someone in a bunch of lies and we and the whole time we've been spinning out the details of bart's death and all that stuff and then we realize bart's not dead and that he nearly survived some way or whatever and then they arrest the person who did it and then we never see that character again i mean i think it might just be bob again <laughs> because he's well yeah because he That's fails but it might just be, go back to jail but i don't know it could be the, in, the the twist at the end might very well be oh it was all an accident in the first place and I didn't actually intend to do it and then the cops you, Matt there's been way worse crime I mean there's been terrible crimes and no one's ever been arrested in Springfield except for that's Bob true. Springfield is just like a slap on the wrist maybe Bob like, goes to jail that's about it yeah no it doesn't matter like it could be anyone and they're not gonna you could write your way out of it just have Wigan be incompetent or just have them like go to jail and then quickly get released. <laughs> There's yeah. there you don't really need it. Um 
appreciate everyone who took the time to answer. It's a little bit more complicated, uh, complicated question that way uh, last week. But our next week's question, nice and easy. What is your favorite Miss Krabappel quote? Ooh, figured we got we got a Miss Krabappel episode. Uh, Marshall Wallace was great. Uh, rest in peace. I'll be next week's question. I'll post it on social media, facebook.com slash the Simpson show pod, Twitter at Simpson show pod. You can email us at Simpson show pod at gmail.com. Next up, Matt, once again, it's time for the no Google trivia challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. SMRT. I mean, SMART. The no Google trivia challenge is where Matt and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy one, medium one hard and try and stump the other. Matt has a lead on me throughout through this season so far. Not barely. It's really. not barely yet a four point lead. That's uh, nothing. Mm. It starts as four, Matt. See, it was once one point and then it became four points. And now and then it could be seven and then it'll be nine. And then I and then I'm you're so far in the distance. I can't even see you. Are you ready for an easy question, Matt? Ready. These are all from Bart the Lover. Ooh, wow. We keep going back to this episode. <laughs> I don't know how you keep finding things to ask about. I mean, I probably asked this stuff before. It's fine. We've recorded we've recorded 300 of these things, Matt. It's fine. Uh, I know. Uh, your easy question. Bart sends whose picture to Edna? I believe it's Gordy Howe. You're correct. Robbie with the hockey questions. All right. All of your questions are from a far more recent episode. Uh, they're from Home R. Uh, so, uh, Robbie, who is the unlicensed surgeon in Home R? Uh, that'd be Mo. Well, let's say... Correct. Mo. Precisely. Mm-hmm. Your medium question, Matt. What does Edna eat for dinner alone? Um, I believe it is soup for one, salad for one, wine for three. I need the 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 dinner the the dinner item. Oh, is, is Chef Lonely Hearts? What's the flavor? Oh, the flavor. Ugh. Asking the flavors a lot for a medium question, Robbie. Um, gonna go with sadness. <laughs> It's not a flavor of soup. If it's called Chef Lonely Hearts, it might be, I don't know, chicken noodle. That is correct. Oh, my God. Glad I took a uh, uh, guess. I... Chef Lonely right, Hearts. Medium Chef, it is Chef Lonely Hearts soup for one chicken noodle. Mm-hmm. Anyway, what is the name the scientists suggest for the perfume they test on Homer? Ruff, ruff, ruff. The name of... The name the scientists suggest for the perfume they yes. test on Homer. Scientists okay. are marketing people. They're wearing lab coats. I assume they're scientists. Of course. They're smell scientists. Uh-huh. Odor scientists. Um, I have no idea. I will guess Persephone. Uh, it is Desert Breeze because it burns him. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I don't know. Your hard question, Matt. What is the Simpsons address in Bart the Lover? Um, 1032 Evergreen Terrace. Sorry, Matt, it is 94 Evergreen Terrace. 94. So many times they have changed that for one episode, and I can never remember which episode is which. Sigh. All right, your hard question. Uh, what is Homer's IQ before and after the procedure to remove the crayon from his brain? Uh, before, I would, let's, I'll say 78, and after, uh, 165. Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, it, this is actually a bit of a math problem because they say it in the in the uh, uh, Homer says that they increased his IQ 50 points uh, for this procedure, and in, in the end he says, "Oh, is there no place for the man with 105 IQ?" Uh, so it, it increases from 55 to 105. Apparently, all right. They're literally saying that his IQ on a normal day is 55. 
That is what the episode is saying. I'm fairly certain 55 IQ like can barely function. Exactly. It's why it doesn't make any sense, but okay. okay. All right. And see what I say, Matt? Now you have a six-point lead. See how that works? Barely. Just because I happen to guess chicken noodle soup. I have a bonus question for you, though. This is from John again. This is another one of his math puzzles. Okay. Simpsons, it's, just, it's a... We're gonna, I'm going to give you, let's see, um, six episodes with answers that are all numbers. And you subtract the final five from the first number. So the ultimate puzzle okay. is, the ultimate answer is the, that number. Okay. So your first question in, at Homer, from Homer's Triple Bypass. At the start of the episode, the Springfield police mistakenly break into Reverend Lovejoy's house, thinking they're entering what address? Okay, give me a second just to think. Dang, I, we might as well stop this right now, because I have no idea what this one is. I'll give you this one, man. Sure. It's 742 Evergreen Terrace. Oh, okay. Which That's that's supposed to be Snake's address, but it is obviously not, because... Anyway. So your second question uh, is from Trilogy of Error. Marge send the police to what address where they discover Bart and Millhouse have illegal fireworks? Okay. You have it? Yep. Okay. Uh... This is from Marge and the Lamb. How many hours of babysitting did Lionel Hutz do during the episode? Okay. Uh, this the next Homer from Homer the Smithers. How old does Smithers say Mister Burns' mother is? Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> from Last Temptation of Crust. How heavy in tons is the Canyon Arrow, and how many people can be seated in it? So you'll com- oh my God. combine those numbers and subtract it. Or subtract them separately, I guess. And your final question from Mr. Plow. What are the last two digits of the number for the Plow King? Okay, uh, that was amazing. I have one more question for you once you have your final answer, man. Oh, Lord. Okay, uh, give me a second. You said it, was, it was the one for the Plow King, not Mr. Plow, right? Yeah, the Plow King. Oh. All right. Uh, okay. All right, let me get my answer real quick. Okay. Okay. All right, your the your my final question is: the sum of the answers higher or lower than two hundred and fifty? Uh, it is higher. Well, you got that right. Yeah, that part of it. my answer is three seventy one, but I, I'm quite sure it's it's actually a little higher than that. Mm, it's lower. Oh, it is now. Okay. So okay, so we have trilogy of error. March in the police to what address? One two three Fake Street. That is correct. How many hours baby dis- babysitting did Lon Hutz do during the episode? I believe it's fourteen. Thirty two. 32 my god uh how old is the smithers say mr burns mother is 108 122 wow how heavy in tons is the canyon arrow and how many people can be seated in it i want to say it's 63 tons and seats 25 65 and 35 which is 100 Plus total 30. okay i thought 35 I'm like there's no way it was 35 seats 35 canyon arrow canyon uh, arrow the last two digits of the plow king no clue. 96. I used 38. 96. That's, okay. that's where the largest discrepancy lies, but you have uh, 742 minus 123 minus 32 minus 122 minus 100 minus 96 equals 269. Wow. So, yeah, I, I, I was off by 102. Or, if you're using Excel and have a date, it's September 26th. <laughs> okay. Good, good job, Excel. Well, I mean, you did that once, Matt. You, I believe you used excel and then gave us a you gave me a date Uh uh-huh so kudos to john for putting that together i appreciate that that. fantastic john thank you so much for exposing my innumeracy uh i mean you did pretty good to be fair you were like 
That's really hard. That's a very I, I'm pretty difficult. sure I got uh one of them right and a couple go close. That's I mean that's why he at the end he asks for higher or lower, not just like a direct number. Because if you actually got the number right on your first try, that is really really good. Yeah. Um, that'll do it for us for trivia today. We can move on to our final segment, the segment we end every single episode with. It's time for best episode ever. Best episode. Ever. Best episode ever is the Power Show, where Matt and I rank the episodes categorically. We watch them chronologically, eventually compiling a list of every episode ever and how good they are. This is going to be a tough one. I I have a I think I have a place for it. Okay, a rough area at least. I think I think it is better than Bart to the Future, and I think it's below some Enchanted Evening. I would. It's in the. It's somewhere between two thirty six and two thirty nine. It's. It's in that arena. Okay, that makes sense. Because so. So we're looking at. Uh, where is he? You said it's worse like, than yeah. some enchanted evening. I, I definitely agree with that. So right below that we have insane clown poppy and sweets and sour march. Uh, I think you're right. I think I was. I was too rough on this originally. I, I think we're looking at. I'm pretty sure it's better than sweets and sour march. I don't know about insane clown poppy. Insane clown poppy kind of made sense a little bit. I mean. I think I think this is not as good as Sweet and Sour March because that I that episode largely is redeemed by its ending to me. I think it is. I, I think the gags in it are okay, much like the gags in this. They're not bad. They're okay, but the ending because it is it's it's sweet literally, and it it brings you know Homer. It is Homer and Marge. You know you know basically coming back together and having like doing things for each other it makes me like that episode a lot more while Mm. this episode is like i think is going on is on a better trajectory until the ending where we get skinner just being rewarded for being a jerk the for the entire episode and i don't that's not good um i think so i think sweet and sour marge is better um below that is take my wife's sleaze which has a motorcycle sword fight Mm -hmm. And I don't know how to f- how I'm supposed to feel about that. Uh, poorly uh, is what I'm gonna go with. Yeah, it's not. And below that is hunka hunka burns in love, which is nonsensical mm-hmm. for the most part. So I think this is better than that. I it, I think it is better than take my wife's sleeves. Even though I think take my wife's sleeve is is funnier, I'll say that I don't. That I is keep, true. Yeah. I just the, that motorcycle sword fight. I'm just gonna. So I would put this. I, I, you, how do you feel about that? Below sweet and sour Marge, above take my wife's sleeves. Uh, I really don't like sweet and sour Marge, but yeah, I can I can accept that. I remember sweet and sour Marge. I don't remember anything about insane clown poppy aside from that Krusty has a little kid. It's pretty bland. That's basically it. <laughs> oh yes. And that and and Saint Cloud Poppy is one of the better Scully year episodes. Yeah, that's true. Compared to most of them, are fill the 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 the, the bottom of our it's ten through thirteen. So that is Special Edna at new number two thirty eight on our list. In last place is still Simpson Safari holding strong. First place is still Homer's Enemy. Our next episode, Matt, the dad who knew too little. Oh, this is a an interesting one. I, I have 
vaguely positive feelings about this one. We'll see if they hold up. Homer hires a PI to investigate Lisa. And then we get Elisa being maybe frank, maybe committing a terrible, terrible crime. She's a, a suspect in a crime. So it's a mystery, maybe. Maybe. Maybe Lisa did something terrible. Maybe. Or we just, I don't know. I have no memory of this either. I think a lot of season 14 has been erased from my brain. Um, nah. Probably. Or you watched it once and said, yeah, I'm good. That's, yeah, that's honestly the case. Because I know, I remember watching some of these episodes live. Like, I remember watching them when they came out. But that'll be next week. Uh, you can watch along with us. Everything, All this stuff is found on our website, thesimpsonshow.com, including this, the list. Uh, links to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our RSS feed. A link to our Patreon if you want to help us out through the show a couple dollars. We'd really, really appreciate it. Um, you can find me online on Twitter, at Robbie Dorman, or my website. It's RobbieDorman.com, which has links to all my other podcasts and links to purchase my books, my newest novel, Underneath... It's a story of body horror and paranoia in Antarctica, in an Antarctic research station. Uh, great for fans of the thing or the terror. Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is true. I have recently gotten my air conditioning fixed because, yes, in Florida, it is 85 degrees and hot enough. Uh, so uh, the only people who will be able to get to me will be people who are going to handle the extreme cold. So hand off all of your messages to polar bears and or penguins and they will get it to me. Otherwise, sorry, you have to wait till I uh, get my, done with my hibernation. With that, folks, we'll call it a day. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Keep watching the Simpsons. Shh.